Hello, nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. This is the quick review of the first season of the first episode of the Book of Boba Fett. My name is Brandon. I am the host of the show, but I'm also here with my co-host. I'm also here with Eric. Hello. And I'm also here with Dave. Utini to you all. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so here we are. We're Star Wars fans. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to dig too deep in these episodes, but we wanted to, as fans of Star Wars and just of media in general, um, you know, a Boba Fett got his own show. And I think it was a long-ass time, probably something that we thought would never have happened. But here we are. It just happened. So real quick, like, what did you guys think of this first episode of the Book of Boba Fett? I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It's like reintroducing the character, basically, to everybody that yeah. forgot about him from 20, 30 years ago, basically. He hasn't been around. He's one of the more mysterious people in Star Wars. Yeah, he never really got his due um, in the original trilogy. I want to say, he, I think I looked it up before. He had something like six minutes of screen time throughout the entire original trilogy, which is insane to think about because, I mean, Boba Fett is like an iconic Star Wars character. But in reality, he didn't really do a whole lot in the original trilogy. Um, he captured Han Solo and then he got thrown into the Sarlacc pit and that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, he, the main thing was that he looked cool, you know. So I feel like all the kids watching Star Wars back when it came out just latched onto that. And like he's the perfect toy character. Like they produced a whole line of toys with him and everything. But I thought this was a really good first episode just to get, you know, a bit of backstory of what happened right after Return of the Jedi and where he's at and how he escaped the Sarlacc pit and everything. Which is so one of the I, overall, one of the greatest it. like like questions slash debates or whatever. I mean, like, you know, real Star Wars fans have, that have read books or whatever, or comics know that he got out. But this kind of goes, it shows, you know, how he got out, which I thought it would be a little, it was cool. But, you know, it was like the, the Kill Bill coming out of the grave scene where mm-hmm. he's dragging himself out of the dirt. But that was uh, great. And then fucking Jawas show up, as always. God damn it. <laughs> steal all his armor and uh yeah i thought it would be a, a little more difficult for him like he made it look kind of easy like i mean he had his, obviously his like armor the best car steel and everything probably protected him from the uh the acid or whatever in the sarlacc pit um but i thought it would be basically just punch his way through and i thought yeah, he'd jet pack jetpack his, his way, way out or set off a thermal detonator while he was in there or something like that but i did his yeah jet I like, pack was damaged correct when it yeah didn't, didn't like right. didn't Han Solo either damage like, it? I think Luke nicked him nicked well, a, Han Solo couldn't Luke see nicked him with his lightsaber and he was like oh maybe that's I'm trying to think though but I remember when Han's the one that like I think, hit yeah because that's what made him fly okay that's what made him fly into the Sarlacc pit it was his jetpack got damaged and malfunctioned okay well anyways I mean like just the idea like we all have this we have this history if you're a fan of Star Wars if you've been around for the for a long time. Uh, with this franchise, you know, Boba Fett was this character who, you know, yeah, he got like stuff in comics and books and, and all stuff, but we were teased with video games. Like we got really close to getting like a Boba Fett video game that looked really cool. Right. There was rumors of one. Like 14, 14 or that. I forgot what it was 13, 13, 13, 14, yeah. whatever it 13, was. 13, 13. Yeah. Something 13, like that. 13. But, you know, we always wanted, and then we got, um, 
then we then we finally got like the uh, Mandalorian show, and that was wasn't Boba Fett, but it was like this the Mandalorian thing, kind you know? of character. Obviously, you know, it's called the Mandalorian. They kind of, it's like the Marvel setup. They I think they learned a lot from yeah. the Marvel series where they kind of like you know you sprinkle somebody in there and you know kind of give them the lead into mm-hmm. their own shit. And it's yeah, kind it's of, cool. Building it, building yep. the universe. I wrote right because Boba Fett eventually debuts in uh, season two yep. of The Mandalorian. They don't even do it in the first season. They hold off to the second season, and uh, they do it. And you, you kind of talking around about like the world building, right? And The Mandalorian definitely started doing that because you can't do it too much in the movies. And if you do, there has to be heavy plot. Like remember when Canto Bite happened in Last Jedi? That was mm-hmm. just world building. They're just kind of showing you, like, you know, the good and the bad, and kind of like the, the dark side, the dark like um, dark market, and how people are kind of everybody lies and all that stuff. So, I, I mean, I, that did it go anywhere story wise? Probably not. But it was world building. But it's in a movie, and it's just every you only have like two hours or so to really get everything across. But with a TV show, you can spread stuff out. So now I think with the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, especially with this first episode, you just get to see so much of the world at a slower pace, and it's it's different. Nice, yeah. But but I like it. It's, well, you talk about it's just different. You talk about world building. Something I really liked in the first episode was we kind of get a better glimpse at the Tusken Raiders um, and like their whole culture yeah, and everything surrounding them. Because I mean, in, in the original trilogy, they're kind of you know mysterious, like. They're just these raiders going around tattooing. We don't really know much about them other than they're causing trouble and stuff. But Can I just say something real quick, only... though? I, yeah, I, exactly. I don't want to learn about them. I think I, with the Mandalorian, that was enough of me to see some of their culture. If I could have one complaint on this episode is I, I just wanted to see Boba Fett walking around, uh, you know, like the areas that we know and like, was it most Eisley in, in going to like the streets and kind of most Espa. Yeah. So they gave you a little yeah, bit of that. Know, like... They, they kind of, they split it into mm-hmm. two separate stories. So you have the flashbacks whenever he goes into the back to tank, which is a cool new back to tank yep. version, which is nice. You got a nice one. I like that. I kind of like the flashback stuff. It kind of reintroduces us to the character. It's building the character with the flashback. Oh, that the flashbacks were fantastic. I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting that Camino flashback um, and like Geonosis flashback. Yeah, when, I love well, it's it. like the when, when Boba was a little reminding kid, reminding you like, well, why do we care about this person? Where did he come from? Because uh, George Lucas, when he went and did the prequels, gave you the whole clone army and all the clone army. All the clones are Boba's dad, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Kind of gave a little bit of life to that kind of branch of the storyline, but nothing really sense. But yeah, they give you. The I like tube. that they do it when he's in the when he's in the the uh, the tub or whatever the tube. Yeah, the box the tank. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, when he's in there and it, he's sleeping, and that's when he's remembering. Like that's a really clever way of not mm-hmm. ham fisting this it like backstory, you know, or having somebody talk over with some kind of exposition. Yeah, because it's it like more it's like natural. an universe thing. Because he said yeah. like he's having these dreams again. So like these it. are that actually nice like touch. dreams and visions of his past and everything yeah sorry dave cool. i didn't mean to cut you off I well no that, i was just gonna way. say that there's the two there's the character learning more about boba in the in the back flashes and then kind of learning more about the universe in the current day part of the story where people are coming to pay him tribute which i thought was kind of one of the funnier scenes um 
like the creeper, the creepy yeah. mayor's underlord guy that shows up, and that was really good. Like, I like that. whoever that casting on that guy was pretty great because he had that smarmy, wise ass look to him. Like, I didn't like perfect. that guy at all. No, really? it was oh, great. I was waiting for you guys. To, he felt so not in Star Wars. He's like talking. I, I don't know. Like, I like the yeah, idea. Yeah, it's always but... weird when people with crazy alien makeup in Star Wars talk with normal human voices. You yeah, know? yeah. It, it looked like a bit. Weird. It was like Saturday Night Live a little bit there. Sorry, I, my throat is uh, a little scratchy. I have I have like a sore throat here. So I, I think it's good that they did that though, because like I feel like you needed that to for the humor to land a little bit in that scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I like that whole scene where Boba Fett's trying to you know to re- assert his dominance and everything as the the new crime boss and all that stuff. Um, and he's trying to do it differently than Jabba did. Like he says, he wants to rule with respect and not fear. Um, that's one thing I wrote down I too. I guess we'll... he's a bad, like in the original trilogy, he's a bad guy. And here he's like the main yeah. part of the story and they kind of make you like him because he's, I mean, like, he's the... still like a, I feel like he's kind of neutral here. He's not good or bad. Yeah. You know? He's the working man's crime Lord. That's what I put down because he, you know, he walks places himself. He gets his hands dirty. He does, you know, he actually, you know, talks and doesn't have Gamorreans carrying him on thrones like the huts did, which, so it makes him kind of likable mm-hmm. and relatable. Like, you know, I'm going to go. A lot talk, of people, people did a lot of talking about him because he doesn't like, you know, he only had a few minutes in the OG trilogy. So it's not like he was saying any of this shit. So there's just right. a lot of reputation around people, you know, and like we've seen people lie in Star Wars when we see if you watch the movie Solo, um, when he does like the whole Kessel run, the time that he throws is different than like what you hear other people saying in like episode four or whatever like he he changes it you know and i like that kind of that's like that would really happen like the fish gets bigger like the fish i caught was this big you know and and over time it gets like really big um so i I just i just think that that could be happening with boba fett where he is this guy with this reputation but from his perspective we haven't seen shit he was always just lingering around Mm -hmm. jabba or uh uh, Darth Vader, but never on his own. So now we're seeing the man from the myth kind of thing. So I thought the right. title was really cool. It was um, Stranger in Strange Lands or something, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Something like Stranger that. Yeah. Strange Land. Yep. Yeah. And which sounds also like a spaghetti Western is <laughs> about to start. So <laughs> I thought that was just, uh, it was cool. So I'm like, I think that's what they mean with the book of Boba Fett is like, this is his story because we've, yeah. we've, we, and also as fans, we've just been speculating and wondering and pondering and, making up all these skits and comics and all the stuff about more of that guy. Cause we wanted to get more and you never, never really got it from the movies. Yeah. Um, what did you, what did you guys think of the music? I really liked it. I liked the yeah, main the theme and everything. Good. And the, the yeah. late title card was good. Yeah. Some parts are, I, mean, I think it's, it's the same. It's, it's all the same people that worked on the Mandalorian, right? I, yeah. I'm I know it's John Favreau and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm assuming same music, but same kind of tone, but it's a little bit, a little bit different. Some of those shots were a little cheesy with like him, him standing on top of like the sand monster that they fought as they like slow pan from below and the tramp. Like, yeah, a little much there. Some I don't of, know about that sand monster scene. Same, like, uh, I, I mean, I, I get, I get the purpose of it. Like, you know, it pretty much showed that Boba Fett was badass and he earned the respect of the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Like that was the entire purpose of that scene. But like, it was, uh, like you said, it was a little cheesy. Some of the yeah, like the fight with the when he get they got jumped in the streets after he went to the casino or whatever. Like some of the some of that fight scene was a bit 
off, I thought. But, but you know, the chase scene ended up being cool. I didn't mind it. They had the they had the Gamorrean guards or whatever. I I, I was just like Gamorreans. Mm-hmm. Those those dudes fucking rule. Gamorrean guards. I love the Gamorrean guards. I just want to see. I mean, that's what I like. I love seeing. I mean, like yeah, Tuscan Raiders. We got to see Jawas or whatever. That was cool. Fucking Jawas. Um, I think. I like that they do like I mean they did this with the Mandalorian too. They do like fan service but not in like an you know a super obvious way. Like one you mentioned the casino. Did you guys notice Max Rebo was I in there? I did notice playing? Max Rebo. I think that's where the but person But why cried would he up. be there? Right. It makes sense. It made sense all, all of it yeah. made sense. Dude, even like when they showed the um those little droids that help work in the um episode 1, the 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 pod racing little guys. You can hit him. Yeah, the pit droids. Pit Pit droids. droids, Yeah. He has them. And I'm like, well, duh. That's right. They're all on the same planet. So it's just cool that they're showing us. That that makes sense. That makes sense. If they would have had, I don't know, Chewbacca walking through or something. I don't know. Something like, ah, (laughs) ah, I know. That's where, yeah. I mean, we can talk about the fucking. Yeah. but they, they do a really good job of working that stuff in, like stuff that we know and recognize um, as Star Wars fans. But, you know, they work it in a, a good in-universe way. So. Yeah, so uh, we got to meet a couple new characters. It was pretty brief. I mean, there's a lot to do in the first episode. You kind of have to pick up where we left off from Mandalorian. And, you know, he yeah, he had the council kind of courtroom, whatever, and everybody's giving him gifts and... The mayor sends like his like dude basically says, how about you give me a gift? So that was kind of, that <laughs> yeah, was that interesting. Was Cause like, yeah, are you the villain? Like I have no idea. Um, but that's mm-hmm. I mean, the villain. who really, who really runs the shit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, power move. So I was like, all right, politics. Interesting. I mean, the dude that plays Boba Fett is not 20 years old, you know, so he's older. So I understand that like action's going to be, pretty stiff probably right you know it's not going to be as fluid as you know he's still badass though like you can tell he you can tell he's like really strong and experienced and you know he's a veteran um and you can it's kind of like darth vader in the original trilogy like he moves slow but he's like he has like a foreboding uh silhouette so i feel like that's kind of the same same thing as both i'd like to learn and maybe this is what the show is going to give us but what does he live for? Like, you know, does he, yeah, does he want to have a kid? You know, is he going to want to go to Camino? Does he going to like, is he going to be on this? I was kind of wondering what the purpose, what is, what his goal here is, you know, like, sure. He came back to tattooing and took over, you know, whole crime syndicate. Um, but why, but why? What, you know, yeah. just for money, just for power. What, what's his, what's his motivation here? Sure. They'll get to it. Cause I mean, they wouldn't have those flashbacks to him when he was a kid. Like they kind of, I think that's a little bit of foreshadowing there. Maybe, yeah, maybe he goes to Camino and tries to clone himself and have his own kid. I don't know. Who knows? So, mm-hmm. but there's Kenobi coming yeah. up, so they could be they could be setting Listen, up stuff into the next season of Mandalorian or into the next season of Kenobi. Who knows what's going to happen there? I thought well, Kenobi's already dead. Right now. Never mind. Sorry. Scratch that. Season one, season one, episode one. It happened in the Mandalorian, but not till season two. Will we see lightsabers in the Book of Boba Fett? They, I feel like they always have to work it in somehow. Uh, I mean, you only got Ahsoka is and Luke. Probably those are the two. Luke is yeah. Luke is hanging around. Yeah, Luke and Ahsoka. 
are the two that it would probably do it. I can't see anybody else having a fucking lightsaber unless I mean that all the, I mean at this point somehow. in the universe all the Jedi are dead ex- you know basically except for Luke and Ahsoka. But yeah, I don't know. I I hope they don't because that's kind of what I liked about the first season of the Mandalorian is that they kind of no force separated powers. it from the re- yeah. rest of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, no force just, powers. Yeah, just a well, well, baby Yoda. Grogu, yeah. right? But he couldn't control it. He had no idea. He only did it when he could, or when it was last second, or something like that. But yeah, that's the thing. That's why like the music is different. You know, it doesn't have that John Williams sound. It's actually mm-hmm. like more Western, or I don't know. You know, yeah, Western, I guess. But music is good. Um, digging the actor. I like that. I like that they have the same guy. So cool. Mm-hmm. They did a. Yep, I love that. They didn't ruin. Yes, you know, showing us for once the canon version of how the fuck he got out of a Sarlacc pit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a tough, yep. you know, that's, I mean, there's a lot of pressure there too. Cause like you said, like this is one of the greater star Wars, one of the more mysterious people in the star Wars universe. Everybody else has their own thing at some point or another, more or less, unless we're getting like a Chewbacca mm-hmm. one-off prequel story, but uh, <laughs> I love, yeah, not I love the look of his armor too. Like oh, it's they, it's, it's like really nice. It's like it's different from the, his original armor, but it's still like the same form factor. But it's just almost like refurbished. But he's got he the has black this, like, underneath though. <laughs> yeah, that I like yeah. that. The black makes yeah. sense, you know. Like it just like you see that with Gandalf the gray going to white. So when Luke also goes black, I think like typically everybody ends up at black at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that thing looked awesome. Yeah, he looks great. Like the helmet looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Fennec's helmet is weird, but it does feel Star Warsy. Yeah. It just looks silly because like it reminds me like, of uh, the helmet. It reminds me of the helmet like with the disguise that Leia had in Return of the Jedi. That kind of yeah. Look. She was trying I to cover her. Yeah, but Fennec like you can't see anything. She has, like, I thought it was for sniping thing. Yeah, I don't know. Right, that makes. Right. Functionally, I don't know how much that makes sense, especially for when she's like running on buildings trying to fight these ambush, you know, she's guys who not them. that young, but she, I, she holds her. I mean, she, unless it's somebody else doing these stunts, but it's gotta be. When I saw that rooftop okay. chase scene, I'm like, there's no way yeah. she's, she's jumping like, oh, yeah, car parkour. Well, in there. I had that same thought. It's easy to put a stuntman in that role, especially when they have a helmet on. Like yeah. you, it's you can just hide their face and just it's put true. someone else in. You the just suit. need to need to have the ponytail at the back. But she's start, finally starting to shake that agent's shield. Like she was always uh, that agent on there that I saw for the longest time. That was like the only thing I saw her in, and then she uh, popped yeah. up. Here, I always so see Chun Li. Chun Li from the Street Fighter movie from back in the nineties. Uh, I like I like her as a character. Um, she's a good right hand to Boba Fett. Like, I feel like she, or I feel like Boba Fett kind of keeps her in line a little bit because she's always like, "Do you want me to kill him?" He's like, "No," and like bring back the ambusher alive, you know. So he's kind of directing her and everything. So. Well, you got to torture him for to find out who's ambushing him. First. Right. Get more. Get more info on that. Yep. I thought it was props the... those Gamorians again. The Gamorians saved him and dragged his ass back to yeah, the, the Gamorians. Tank, so. They're they're loyal. They're loyal to their ruler. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, the quality of the CG. I I was actually impressed with. Um, yeah, like they're doing a really good job. I I guess because of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but uh, it's just really good. Because when you watch other TV shows do CG, it's not 
that good. It's not as good. And not when you have the Disney know. money behind you. <laughs> They're yeah, using the Unreal. They're probably using all the Unreal <laughs> Engine stuff with the, Unreal the giant Five. video wall screens. They did that in the Mandalorian for a while because of his armor was so hard to was so shiny they couldn't film it on a green screen. So they built these giant ass Unreal Engine walls, which is the only thing I thought looked sweet. a little. We already mentioned it was that sand monster thing. Like it looked good, but like there was something about it. It gave me like fucking Goro vibes from Mortal Kombat or something. You know, I when it started walking it on all fours. Worn. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's just laying cool. in this desert. It was just weird. The design, I don't know. I didn't love the design of that thing, but I like the little Tuscan Raider dog um, thingy. I don't know what the name yeah. of that is, but yeah, I thought that looked yeah. really good. Uh, and they were also in episode two. Oh, you're they right. were outside chewing on a bone outside of a, uh, his mind. You're right. I didn't tent. even think about yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. More world building there. Just kind of just seeing them, you know, more as like this gathered like dog. Mm-hmm. Overall, <laughs> yeah. Some... The look is just really like you can see that they're mixing practical effects and CG really well. Um, I think I'm glad that they got away from just doing all CG like they did in the prequels because that just looked really bad. But. I think the mix of practical and CG looks really good here. Yeah, it's interesting also that Boba Fett is, even though Star Wars is for families, uh, for all ages, Boba Fett always seemed to be, like, to me, the character for adults. Like, like kids would be like, well, he's cool looking, he's a bad guy. And, but for adults we would be we would make up these stories of what a bounty hunter in star wars is like he's you know? from like so the the dirty Aussie. the dirty crime syndicate yeah. aspect of it yeah yep yeah the underworld so i just hope they don't go i don't know i don't want him to be like you know he's like helping out that kid tuscan and he doesn't kill the dog like thing and he's like a and i'm like he's good he's like a bad he he's like a bad guy with a go- heart of gold you know that type of thing I don't know. I thought there's so little. Like it feels weird a little bit. When they but. threw out all the book canon, they kind of just gave it a blank slate. So you can kind of, when Disney took it over and decided, I don't know, we're gonna drip feed out everything that people have wanted. Finally, like yeah. you know, putting out a Kenobi series, putting out the Boba Fett series. Seems like I don't know. I I don't know if they're like playing catch up or are they like drip feeding like the super fans on what they want mm-hmm. slowly little by little or they probably you know, why wouldn't you right <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it works yeah and apparently there's other uh clones that still ex- that are still alive technically in canon oh, i have to um, assume like some of them survived the clone wars and are just you know living out their days somewhere yeah like, I, I was doing fixes daddy issues with a clone trooper somewhere <laughs> they would be older yeah because they would be wait how could they be alive? I thought they ate. They sped up their age. Is it sped up? And I, see, I don't. I don't know much about. The oh, once they're out of really the factory, too. I think they're back. They're yeah. just set at that age, so they would all be older than okay. them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can explore it. That'll be cool. That'll be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole Clone Wars was always mysterious, and then we got it. It was like, yeah, it was cool. But you know, like I'd still like to see some artifacts and in conversation and politics and maybe story. So if there is another clone, like he goes to an area and he's being framed, it turns out there's like another one. You know, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. They could do it. So, um, but overall, uh, if you guys could give this episode a rating out of ten, I would you give this episode. I would say. 
8.5. I was struggling between 8 and 9, so I would say 8.5. It's not, Probably it's not, close. not quite a 9, I don't think. But it's just the first yeah. episode, so like it's setting the tone for what's to come. So, good first episode, 8.5. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. I said 7.58, so... You know, okay. nothing it's too crazy. Movie. Some of the fight scenes so were good. a little good, pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid, a solid setup. You can and you can kind of see how they're pushing it forward. Mm-hmm. Eight makes sense to me. I uh... all right. Well, so before we wrap up, was there a favorite part of this episode? You know, like was it like a sequence? Was it an element? Was it a character? I I liked I liked. I mean, they showed a lot in the previews, but I just liked him like sitting on the throne. Um, when, uh, you know, everyone's coming to pay tribute mm, and everything. Games of Thrones, like, yeah, just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we, you know, that's kind of how they set it up is, you know, he's the new crime boss of Moss Espa and everything, and you got to see how he's going to run things. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. I just, I'm just really curious where they go from here and, like, where, if they're going to, like, dig more into his backstory and if he wants to find out more of his origin or if he's gonna lean harder into like you know becoming more of a jabba like figure so i'm i'm curious to see where it goes yeah what about you dave uh uh, i love the cool green color they put on the star wars font at the beginning Ooh, Uh, i went from blue to yellow and now boba's got his own green font um no i think uh escaping (laughs) escaping the uh sarlacc pit's got to be up there because just to see it on screen see it you know how it happened now it's official canon until somebody else buys star Wars and wipes away all the Disney stuff, but it's cool to see. Um, I mean, it's a nice reintroduction kind of just building out where he is. A lot of shit happens on Tatooine for being just like a, they always say it's outer rim and mm-hmm. it makes it sound like nobody goes there, but a lot of shit happens on Tatooine. A lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And how is he not dead yeah, of sunstroke? For... There's two suns. I don't know. He should have been burnt to shit. Especially in that armor, unless the armor's got some kind of cooling mechanism. I don't know. He's or when the Tuscan Raiders or... had him. The Tuscans had him out sitting out in the sun baking oh, yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. So, That's true. Yep. That's pretty. I always find something. But it's, yeah. <laughs> looking forward to it. I'm, I'm with you guys, though. I just like that first 10 minutes was... Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was just, you know, give me some, you know, show me those flashbacks of old episodes. And like, that was from the movies. Like, that was cool. Show me the star, like escape. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. You know, do the slow pan through Jabba's palace. I love it. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was great. And then, you know, and then getting into the uh, Game of Thrones, just sitting on his throne with his number two right there and just kind of. Getting, you know, some dude walking in with like a pelt of a Wookiee. <laughs> it's a Wookiee pelt. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so it was good. So it's just, I'm, I, I could, I, I, yeah, action's great. I, I love action, but like the, the last part, mm-hmm. that action scene didn't really do it for me. It was like, yeah, Tuscan kid and him survive and he takes out Goro in the desert, but like the head <laughs> is brought off and I don't know. It's just, it didn't. I didn't really care. I just whatever. Is this, is this how we got his fucking staff? Right. You know, like, right. Who cares? Let's go. You know. But that earlier stuff, man. Oh, that was so good. I, just show me that. I don't need that, all that action. Just I want to see how he like talks to people mm-hmm. and busts out. I love how like a Mandalorian and Boba Fett. They whenever shit goes down, flames. It's always just oh, yeah. all right. Break out the flamethrower. I can get out of here with my flames. Oh <laughs> just, yeah. Well, is this it's a universal? Cool, like, so yep. universe, everything burns eventually. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why? Well, that. Well, I was gonna say that's the that was the first episode. So that, it was just quick, quick review on this. Um, just how we felt about it kind of hit on some points but I mean, we all saw the same movie so um if you like this conversation um eric where can people get a hold of us you can find us at nomads of fantasy on twitter and instagram um you can email us nomads of fantasy at gmail.com let us know your thoughts on this first episode of book above fett we'd love to hear them we'd love to read them um and you can find us at nomads of fantasy.com as well yeah tell anybody about the show if they want to get involved with it um you know, we love taking people's questions and uh, doing polls and stuff like that to keep it fun and engaging and just kind of get everybody's ideas about the episode. So uh, anything from you, Dave? Uh, no, I'm golden. Stay frosty. <laughs> Why are you gold? Why are you golden? That's, that seems to be a good color. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm golden. I guess like rich, like, I don't know. Sure. It's, I've never thought about that. <laughs> All right, who cares? Whatever. Uh, Yeah, we're out of here. Peace out, nomads. May the force be with you.